This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I am your host, Meryl Vandermova, and this is episode 21. Today, we're going to be looking at free graphic creation tools. In our last podcast episode, we looked at free video creation tools. And so this is a good follow on because your videos may need graphics, plus you actually often need graphics for other things. And we're going to be looking at five different free tools. The first tool is Canva, C-A-N-V-A. I have just finished listening to a podcast about how Canva came about um, from the creators on NPR's show, How I Built This with Guy Raz. So if you're interested um, in the backstory, do go and find that and listen to it. I will link to it in the show notes. And the show notes, by the way, you can find at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Look out for episode 21. So the creators of Canva realized uh, about 10 or so years ago that there was no easy way for people who didn't have significant um, background in creating graphics online to actually be able to just make something that looked good. And that what was out there, Microsoft's uh, offerings and various others, were very clunky and difficult to use. So they just felt there had to be a better way and they persevered until Canva came to being. They were just 19, by the way, the creators when they started. So it it really is a very cool story. So what is Canva? Well, whatever you need to create a leaflet, a poster, uh, a YouTube um, banner, a, an image for Instagram, an image for Facebook, whatever it might be, um, brochures, absolutely anything, Canva is your place. Canva is completely free to use and they plan to always keep it that way. They have many images that are free to use and templates. There are some images that you could pay for. That's one of the ways they make their money. You can spend a dollar to buy it, but obviously if your kids are just using this to mess around with graphics, you're not going to be paying for anything. Now, the graphics for this show, the graphics for each specific episode, they are all created on Canva, not by me, but by my virtual assistant, uh, Sarah. She also uses them to create all the graphics on Funder Funders websites, all our product graphics, um, most of our blog post graphics, just about everything is created on Canva. So it is very, very versatile. What you do when you get there is you can you can either just pick to have a completely blank clean slate, um, custom size, whatever you want, or you can choose a template and you, you can actually choose a size like you can say, I want this for Instagram or I want a poster, whatever the specific thing is. And they have a lot of different options that are already set up in the correct sizing. Then you can choose again to just start free form or you can use a template. You then bring in whatever images you want and you can upload your own so you can put in your own photos or images created elsewhere and you bring them in and then you you um, manipulate them they have grid lines to help you line things up 
it really is an amazing tool. There are different fonts you can use, different color schemes, and all of this, you do not have to be a graphic artist to be able to do it. Believe me, when my, when my virtual assistant can't do my, um, my graphics for me, I do it. Admittedly, mine aren't nearly as good as hers because I just am not very good in that area. But I can make something that looks reasonable as long as I keep it simple. Um, and this is a good time to talk about why do your kids even need to know how to use graphics? Well, today is a very visual, very visual society. There are just so many times when your kids are going to have to produce something, whether um, it is just something they want to like put on Facebook, because they want to bring people's attention to it, or that they're trying to design a party invitation. Um, Canvas stuff can be uh, downloaded and printed, by the way. You, you don't just have to do it online. You can use it though also online to share things. There, there are just hundreds and hundreds of different instances where you're going to find you're going to need to create graphics. And as they go into the working world, they quite likely will need to also create graphics for things. Um, so this is also something they enjoy doing. Most kids, uh, there are some who are like me who struggle and don't enjoy it, but there are just so many ways that they can be creative using a tool like Canva. Another one, which I actually, I think I somewhat even prefer to Canva, but is similar, is Adobe Spark. Now, in last episode, we looked about, we looked at their video editor, but they also have a way to actually create posts. And the posts one is what will create your typical graphics. Now, the difference between Canva and Adobe Spark is that Adobe Spark does have a watermark on it. Canva does not. So when you download it, it's gonna have, it is created by Adobe at the bottom, so if you don't want that, stick with Canva. However, there's a nice feature on Adobe Spark too. It is a resize option. So if you create something for Pinterest, you can then resize that to be on Facebook without having to redesign the whole thing. And if you're pretty useless like me, that is a very cool feature. Um, they are fairly similar. Obviously, the different things as well. Um, so it's a case of play with both of them. Canva is the more powerful and does have more options. Adobe Spark might be somewhat easier to use. Perhaps that's why I like it. I don't know. Try them both. Get your kids to try them both. Because obviously, these are tools that not just your children can use, but you can use too. If you're trying to promote your homeschool group or you want to advertise a class that you want to put on, anything, these are great tools to use. The third tool I'm going to mention, we're going back to my Google tools, is Google Drawings. Now, we haven't really talked about this before, and I will perhaps do an entire episode on it, but Google Drawings are pretty awesome if you play around with it and learn how to use it well. One of the, the um, big reasons you could want to use Google Drawings is that it does have that collaborative feature easily built in, so more than one person can work on it because you can share it as you can do with all the other Google Drive products. And if you haven't already listened to my other ones on Google Drive um, and why Google Drive is so great, go back and listen because Google Drawings does have all the same features as the rest of the Google Drive apps. But Google Drawings is isn't you not you can use it to create posters etc as you can for for can with Canva and Adobe Spark, but I would say it's better for things like graphic organizers. So um, anything like creating mind maps or organizing anything with using sort of different blocks, Google Drawings is fantastic. Um, my youngest daughter, who also teaches Funder Funders um, Intro to Theater class, 
She was um, stage manager when she was in high school and she used Google Drawings to actually lay out every single scene as um, the stage managers and all those, the lighting people, etc. would need it and all the people who are working to actually um, a backstage to move things on and off. She created it all with Google Drawings so she had little blocks everywhere and she had um, one after the other for each separate scene and she shared that with everybody that needed to know exactly when to do things little arrows to show when a chair needed to come off and the TV needed to come on etc it was a fantastic use of it and everybody really liked the fact that at all moments in time they were all looking at the same most up-to-date version because she had shared it with them it is also great for flow diagrams whether your children are coding and needing to plot out what they're doing first or whether they're just needing to show one thing after another, just a sequence of events, um, even things like um, timelines, Google Drawings is great for. You could also use it for comic strips. Again, you could easily draw boxes and then you can put things inside the boxes. You can make your little speech bubbles, etc., in a very easy fashion. And the final reason you might want to use this, and you might want to use this as a poster, as opposed to Canva or Adobe Spark, is because you can create clickable links. Um, it is lots of fun to be able to make an interactive poster. So you can have various um, pictures and things, and then when people click on it, it actually takes you to a little video, or to an explanation, or perhaps even to a different graphic, or to a website. But that clickable link is something that um, does make Google Drawings rather special. The fourth tool is Pixlr, P-I-X-L-R. Now Pixlr, we use this in our photography class as a photo editor, but you might also use it just to create graphics. Particularly, you're going to want to use this when the graphic is, um, is heavy on photography because that, that's what it's really good at. So if you want to take a picture and make a photo and do something with it, doctor it up, make it turn it into something fun, or it's going to form the basis of a poster, Pixlr is great because you can put text on it, you, you can, but you can also get rid of backgrounds. So it's a great way to manipulate photos. And again, this is something that everybody needs to learn how to do. Even though this is not something I ever choose to do, there has been more than one occasion when I've had to use Pixlr even just to resize a photo or to go in there and to change the color or to get rid of a background. Um, the fifth tool then is Easily. E-A-S-E-L dot L-Y and easily is one to create infographics. I assume you know what an infographic is. If not, it's those really cool uh, graphics with lots of information all displayed in a pictorial fashion. Now you can use Canva as well to create um, infographics and um, you could be able to use Adobe Spark too, I guess even Google Drawings, any of those can be used, but easily is especially designed to do it and it's um, a lot of fun to use. And if you have a lot of data and you want to display it rather as pictures instead of just a whole bunch of words, this is something that you would use. You want your kids to learn how to use infographics because again, um, at college, at in the workplace, this is something they may need to be able to use. As a homeschool mom, you can easily create assignments that will make your kids learn to use these. You can after they've read a book, instead of a book report, you could tell them to create a, um, a poster about the book. You could ask them to create an infographic after they've done some research. Um, you could tell them to create a book cover 
for a book they've read a new book cover and they could use Pixlr to do that. You can just see how you could easily incorporate this into your homeschool day. However, if you find that uh, they just don't really want to do this with you or you don't have the time to think of this or perhaps they're doing uh, all these subjects some other way that you don't really have the opportunity to use tech in them. When they get to high school, even from seventh grade up, Funder Fund Academy does have a computer applications class and all, actually Google Drawings is not taught in there, but the rest of them are actually all taught in that class. And so um, they can actually play around with many of these tools and learn to use them. You will also find if your child does need instruction and they're not used to just clicking around and figuring things out, that all of these tools do have uh, some kind of tutorial all built in. So just look around the website and you will find ways for your child to teach themselves how to use these. Just one more thing before we close, and that is if they're looking to use icons, particularly this would be when they're perhaps wanting to make an infographic, but they could use it on any of these different things. A very cool website to know about is thenounproject.com. This is a place where you can find icons of just about every noun imaginable, which is why it's called The Noun Project. So it's a very, very useful website to know about. And um, most of the stuff on there is free to use. It is all royalty free and it is under Creative Commons license. Uh, I've given you, I think, a lot to try out. Remember that you can find links to all of these items uh, at the show notes homeschoolingwithtechnology.com and episode, what did I say it was? I think it was 21. Yes, it's 21. And if your children do create anything particularly cool, I would love to see it. Just shoot me an email at meryl at mediaangels.com or if you go to our um, the show notes page, you will find ways to connect with me on social media. And if you give us permission, we would love to share your children's creations on social media too to show what can be done with all these different free websites. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.